0: Let's get together, talk about the movies that we saw this week We'll have discussions, talk film news, we'll laugh a lot and act like geeks Sometimes we'll have a guest or two, sometimes it's just the two of us Let's crack some jokes and tell some folks to come along and hang with
1: us Mike can
0: my go to podcast Batman it's Mike and Mike go to the movies I'm Mike Smith and joining me as always is a man known for his hardcore parkour <laughs> Mike, Dish, yeah. how you do today Mike I'm doing okay I'm a sick little guy again um, <laughs> what a tragic turn of events how, how many episodes uh, do you think that we've done this year that start with I'm a sick little guy <laughs> probably four or five uh, <laughs> and we're not that far into the year it's only March no. yeah I don't I don't like this anymore
1: yeah <laughs> I want off Mr. Bones's wild ride you know <laughs>
0: uh yeah we are uh sorry that you're sick mike uh really all the blame should go to producer colin it sounds like
1: correct yes we uh me and me and the boys from college rented a house for the weekend play board games uh do the whole thing uh producer colin got at least me potentially everyone else sick we'll find out luckily not covid so you know don't don't be mad at him that much but uh
0: But still there's that. So yeah, that's a, <laughs> yeah. that's unfortunate. Uh, so, I think tonight, I mean, uh, you know, these these Mike Makes Mike Watch are usually like shorter episodes anyway. So, yeah. yeah, we'll keep it under an hour. We will do our thing and uh yeah, we'll we'll do our stuff. But uh, yeah, that's what we're doing today. It's a Mike Makes Mike Watch episode. That's right.
1: It's going to be a little low key, but I think I think we'll be in we'll have a good time.
0: Yes, yeah. So uh, it's a Mike makes Mike watch. So uh, we've been doing this. Uh, re- I mean, we've been doing this actual segment for a long time. But this year, we've really kind of dedicated, like, okay, once a month, we've got a Mike makes Mike watch lined up, ready to go. Yeah. Uh, and so most recently, we did. Uh, what, what what did we watch in February? What were those? Stal? No. Well, we did. That wasn't a Mike. That was that was a separate thing. Stalock Seventeen was a separate thing. Um, I made you watch Pop Star and Animal, and we did Pop Star and Animal Kingdom. That was in January. Touch. No thirst and thirst. Uh, Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. Yes. Here we are. There one it is. Three. And now we're on our third one. This is the Mike Makes Mike Watch for March. Uh, this week, uh, I am making Mike watch Batman the Movie from 1966, uh, based, of course, on the uh, Adam West TV show. And Mike made me watch 2014's Brick Mansions, which was- Same cultural impacts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> this Brick Mansions was the last movie that uh, Paul Walker was the lead in. It was released, wow. uh, it was released after his death, uh, and I believe it was just this, and then Furious 7, uh, which, of course, he's like kind of, He's a lead, but he's like a supporting lead, you know? Right. And so, yeah, this is the last leading man Paul Walker movie. Uh, that uh, we will be talking about. So Batman and Brick Mansions, those are the two movies we're talking about today. Uh, and of course, before we get into any of that stuff, got to tell you that all the theme songs that uh, you'll hear this episode uh, were created by Kyle Cullen, who you can reach for your own podcast themes at kylespodcastthemes at gmail.com. He was on recently to talk about The Boondock Saints, uh, doing a guest mix Mike Wash for that one. And our logo was designed by Mac V, whose art you can find at Fearless Guard on Twitter. If you ever want to contact us and respond something we did on the show, you can tweet at us at Mike and Mike Pod. And hey, if you ever want to make a donation. Uh, you can head to our Kofi page throw this out there too uh, which is Kofi.com ficom slash Mike and Mike pods as Mike says plural because we have two podcasts that's right uh, the reason I'm mentioning it in the beginning now and I might start is because uh, you know we've kind of been like saying this sort of as a joke for a few months uh, but people have been taking us up on it so like yeah why not try to make some money here uh, for $50 you can make us watch whatever you want uh, we'll do an episode we will dedicate an episode to like a, a $50 donation yes uh, a, a movie of your choice So that's right you know, there it is. Within
1: reason. With, uh,
0: within reason. Yeah, don't make us watch like, you know, a ten episode streaming series or something. Like yeah. you know, it's a you know, a movie like a movie. T- Uh, yeah under like two and a half hours possibly probably we should maybe set that parameter just so it's not like you know as somebody's like oh I'm gonna pay 50 bucks and make you watch like Vim Vendors until the end of the world or something which is like five and a half hours and it's like I'm not sure I can carve out the time to watch that in the time that we need yeah
1: what's that uh is it an Andy Warhol thing that's just like the Empire State Building for 24 hours or whatever
0: (laughs) we'll just watch it we'll we'll watch that that live feed from years ago of Shia LaBeouf watching his own movie (laughs) 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 yes the movie (laughs) uh yeah no but for 50 bucks you can make us watch any movie you want uh, we recently uh, did stalag 17 as we mentioned before uh which jake uh, donated to make us do that one uh and recently somebody took us up to uh make us watch uh actually they donated a hundred dollars and so we're gonna do two episodes one for the dungeons and dragons movie from 2000 and uh one for the new Dungeons and dragons movie honor among thieves
1: Yes, yeah. Shout out uh, to my friend at Ruzgafti uh, on Twitter, who has been one of my uh, long-time critter uh, online Twitter friends since like 2015. He was in the first Dungeons and Dragons game I ever played. Nice. Um, so, I've been friends with him for a long time. So, shout out to David. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, I'm actually. I've heard. I've never. You know. So that Jeremy Irons 2000 movie is much, much, uh, maligned. much maligned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm kind of excited to watch it because I feel like it might just be like a real good goof, but I have no idea. And then I've we've been hearing kind of good things about Honor Among Thieves. So it's like, you know, keeping the trend up. style like 17, Dungeons and Dragons. Same yeah. level.
0: There we go. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait uh yeah i'm excited to see honor among thieves i actually i have have always been into the trailers i feel like people have made fun of them for being like ah they're goofy or whatever but i don't know i thought i thought it looked pretty good it has like a, it's very clearly trying to market itself as if it's like thor ragnarok it's got like the, oh yeah you know the Led zeppelins in the trailer and everything all that all that kind of stuff but it looks like a fun time it's from the directors of game night uh which is a movie that i love and yeah uh, it's got a great ensemble with chris pine michelle rodriguez and uh there's a scene that i saw there was a kind of an out of context clip that went around on twitter and i think because because it went viral it like, was added to the new trailer for the movie which is like them in a graveyard like doing like this like five questions things with the zombie and it's very funny yeah uh, so i'm looking forward to it can't wait yeah it'll be a good time yeah definitely so uh yeah dnd movies uh that's gonna be the first two weeks of april basically on this podcast so strap in for that uh <laughs> but for right now we got the uh, mike makes mike watch the regularly scheduled programming uh so mike which of these movies uh would you like to talk about first I think let's do brick mansions first. I think
1: weirdly, these are sort of like potentially a a thematic double feature. Um, Interesting.
0: But I think you end with the fun one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) All right, so let's do it. Let's start talking about brick mansions. It's time for a Mike Makes Mike Watch. I only choose right. Detective, there's a situation that demands the best of the best. We know where. Brick Mansions. And we know who. Tremaine Alexander. We need you to infiltrate. Locate the device and disarm it. i spent my entire
1: career trying to take down Tremaine. Never leaves Brick Mansions and there's checkpoints everywhere. You have no intel inside. No eyes. We have your eyes. We know Dupree. French Caribbean expat. And that's if he cooperates. He will. tremaine has got his girlfriend. Let's talk about this bomb. You here to buy it? Things gotta make you a little bit anxious, Ticket. Jermaine Alexander don't do anxious. I cause anxious. rooftops as loose in his marbles
0: all right that was in the trailer for brick mansions from 2014 directed by camille de Lamar, uh written by luke Basson, and starring paul walker david bell and rizza and yeah so mike why did you want to make me watch brick mansions
1: so we have to go all the way back
0: yes we do <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> the l- answer to this question but i need you to say it
1: <laughs> yes so way back in the day way back when this was uh only but a, a trailer that we would see uh before other movies and all this stuff we would goof that, like, we had no idea what this movie was about, but we really hope Brick Mansions is the name of Paul Walker's character. Right. Where it would just be, Paul Walker is Brick Mansions, because that sounds insane.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's just like a perfect action movie hero name, you know? Yeah. And so as soon as you see the title Brick Mansions, Paul Walker looks like a guy who would be named Brick Mansions well, I mean, it's it just why not? Just go the extra step.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the, the whole thing in uh, the laser blast episode of Mystery Science Theater, where the guy, the main character, shows up, and every time they're like, "blast heart cheese," yes, and like roll fizzle beef, um, <laughs> and all shit like that. So, Rick Mansions, I think, is right in line with that that whole that whole lineage.
0: Yeah, definitely, and uh, and so. It, we are now coming on the uh, the nine-year anniversary of Brick Mansions, and Mike D thought, what better way to celebrate that than to make me watch Brick Mansions? <laughs> <laughs> Dedicate a whole half hour
1: of a podcast episode to it.
0: Exactly. Uh, so I'm I'm going to, out on a limb and saying, you, you have you seen Brick
1: Mansions? Uh, you know, I thought no, but while I was watching it, I was like, this all vaguely seems familiar. I don't know. Oh, wait, but did I you have... actually watch it for this podcast? I did. I did watch it, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then... But I had seen District B13, which is the original French film. Okay. Way uh, way back when, when that came out, uh, on like some shitty stream on my 13 inch laptop screen, you know, like one of those kind of pirated things. And so I don't know if I was just like remembering that, because that guy is also in this movie. (laughs) Yes, he is. So yeah, I don't know if I had seen Brick Mansions before this, but I have now.
0: Okay, fair enough. Well, here's the thing. So I, I had not seen Brick Mansions. I had also not seen District B13. Oh. Uh, and so I decided, you know what, before I watch Brick Mansions, which I know is the remake, I'll watch District B13 first, and then I'll like compare and contrast. Yeah. Uh, and so I did that. And uh, I really enjoyed District B13. I thought it was a pretty fun action thriller. You know, And uh, David Bell, who uh, stars in that movie and also stars in this movie, uh, he's like kind of the number two to Paul Walker in this. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, they're kind of like co-leads, Really, um, and he's he's playing the exact same role in this movie. David Bell, I didn't realize like so the whole thing with District B thirteen is that it's like oh it's the parkour action movie. It's the one that right. like really utilizes parkour and you know climbing up walls and jumping off roofs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I did not realize David Bell is actually the founder of parkour. He's the guy yeah. who created it. Uh, <laughs> it's like cool as hell. Watching District B thirteen, I was like, man, this guy's really good at parkour. <laughs> <laughs> He's the parkour man. Yeah, and then later found out, oh, he's like the guy for parkour. It's why it became a thing. Uh, So, yeah, that was a pretty cool thing. I think Distribute 13 showcases that a lot, and the plot is completely ludicrous, but in a very fun, like, you know, sort of self-aware-ish kind of way. Uh, It's very heavily inspired by, like, Escape from New York, right? All all that kind of stuff, which Luke Besson, who was also a producer on that movie, also wrote this movie, you know, and also got in trouble for ripping off Escape from New York in a different movie. Uh, got Lockout. sued by Jack Carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so there was that too. So I, I did really enjoy D- District B-13 and then I turned on Brick Mansions a couple days later and uh, this movie is exactly the same. <laughs> is it really? It's like a shot for shot remake? <laughs> it's an almost shot for shot remake. I mean, you know, th- some stuff is a little bit different. They do change a couple of things, but for the most part, it's the same movie. And so as a result, I mean, I I had less of a good time watching Brick Mansions cuz I had just watched District 13. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh, it's all the same, but in English, it's one of those things, right? Classic. And so, you know, I, I think Br- Brick Mansions is okay. I think there's some fun stuff in there, um, but it's all stuff that's just taken from District B13. The only major difference here is that Paul Walker is playing the undercover cop, which that's typecasting. And it's just like, <laughs> oh God, he's <laughs> just know. playing Brian. He's just playing Brian again. Yeah, so he's the undercover cop in this movie. And then Riza is the gang leader. Uh, so the only major differences that I really kind of spotted throughout the two movies is that in District B13, the girl they're trying to save is um, David Bell's sister, uh, mm. and in, and in this movie uh, she's his girlfriend. Interesting, right? So that that's like a little bit of a, a different thing there. And then actually in the first movie there's like a sort of romantic connection between her and the guy that Paul Walker replaced, right? At the the undercover cop. And then also at the end of District B Thirteen they do kill the gang leader, oh. um, but in this movie Riza survives. And and so at the end when they uh, confront the mayor about like you know his dastardly plan to destroy brick mansions, the which which is like the housing tenement that uh, exists the projects right right uh which which this movie also takes place in like a somewhat distant future because this came out in 2014 it takes place in like dystopian detroit in 2018 uh It's Pretty like four, four years later. Uh, but that's the same thing that District B13 that They used Paris and it was like, I think that came out in 2004 and it takes place in 2014 or something like that. Yeah. Um, so at the, at the end of that movie, uh, it's just the two of them that confronts mm. um, the mayor. But at the end of this movie, it's the two of them plus RZA and his entire gang that confront the mayor. Yeah, it's it's so interesting to
1: have that be like the Americanized version. It's like the happy, mega, super happy ending or whatever. Where It's like everybody lives. RZA is running for mayor at the end. Like. Yeah. <laughs> like what? he's not such a bad guy after all. <laughs> yeah, all the murder, not so bad. Um but yeah, Brick Mansions is a weird movie, you know?
0: Yeah, and it, it so the plot is exactly the same, you know, It's uh, and it takes a while to introduce you to Paul Walker because you're following David Bell's character, and, yeah. uh, you know, it's the same action set piece that he gets introduced with where he's running through the apartment building, and uh, like even, like, just some of the beats in the action scene are, like, exactly the same when he, like, crashes through the door and it, like, knocks down two guys. I and, thought
1: so. I was like, I've seen this before, but, like I said, I couldn't remember if it was District B-13
0: or this one. Yeah, uh, so it's all, like, almost exactly, like, shot for shot. It's the same movie. And then, yeah, you finally get introduced to Paul Walker's character, and that's a little bit different than what it was in District 13, but like not much, uh, you know. <laughs> and is so, it a little more like action-y in the American one? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I mean, there's an action scene in the in the French one too, but uh, yeah. you know, but there, there is this this one like has more of it and it has like a big car chase, which I don't remember being in there in the original. But uh, yeah, and so you you get introduced to these characters and. Uh, it takes a while for them to finally, like, get together, right? But everything leading up to that is pretty much exactly the same. Uh, you know, they have the scene where, like, David Bell and his girlfriend in the remake are, like, leading the gang member out by gunpoint, yeah. le- leading Riza out. That's all in the original movie. You know, there's the character uh, in the movie, uh, K2, who is is a different actor, but like is dressed exactly like he is in the original movie. Like it's just everything. It's, it's so weird to watch him back to back. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. Yeah.
1: I mean, the overall plot basically is uh, brick mansions is like you said, this tenement that, that uh, Detroit has built like a 50 foot wall around and checkpoints. It's escape from New York. Right. Yeah. Uh, they've abandoned it. And uh, David Bell is this kind of like Robin Hood, going to clean up the neighborhood, stealing the drugs and flushing them down the toilet kind of guy. And of course, runs afoul of the gangsters. And then Paul Walker is Brian from Fast and the Furious. So he gets sent in yep. <laughs> um, undercover to recover a bomb that Riz's gang has stolen. And uh, when he gets to the bomb, the mayor will give him the deactivation code and mis- job, job well done. You yes.
0: Know? yes. And then the, the big twist in the movie is that the mayor was actually plotting to blow up Brick Mansions the entire time. Yes, uh, he's going to give
1: him the code to arm the bomb.
0: Yeah, the deactivation code would actually make the bomb explode. Uh, <laughs> right. So, uh, you know that that play, and I think the plot is so insane and cartoony. You know, in in that way. And I think that fits better in the original. I feel like the the American version just feels like, you know, it ha- is heavily like, you know, that kind of grounded American realism act- yeah. action stuff, especially in 2014, which, uh, you know, Luc Besson had such an impact on action movies in the like late 2000s, early 2010s, because he also produced Taken, right? And, uh, right. you know, all, all this kind of stuff. And so he was involved in District B13. He was involved in Taken, uh, you know, and of course directed his own movies, right? Leon and uh, Fifth Element and stuff. But really when Taken happened, it was like, well, This is what action movies are now for a while, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) you know? And so I think Brick Mansions, uh, which I think or actually the original District B-13 is directed by Pierre Morel, who also directed Taken. Interesting. Yeah. This one is directed by uh, Camille Delamar, uh, who also directed uh, The Transporter Refueled. Uh, So there's that. So it's Uh, one of those kind of movies. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, if if District B-13 is more like the original Taken, which is a pretty solid action movie, uh, this feels more like Taken 2 or 3. Uh, which feels more like heavily edited, kind of incomprehensible. There's a lot of stuff in Brick Mansions where you're watching, if you just watch the editing and you're like, wait, where Where in Where in this scene? Like, where is this geography? Like, where is Paul Walker supposed to be? <laughs>
1: you that makes know? so much sense now that we're talking about it like this because I absolutely felt that way. That I was like, I can't, this is so pre-John Wick where it's like medium shot, we're going to show the whole fight. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, what is going on? And I got, to be honest, I got to the point last night where I was watching the movie. I had maybe like 45 minutes left and I was like... 2X <laughs> like uh, <laughs> who gives a shit you know I just kind of I was gonna just shut it off but I was like I kind of want to just know what happens at the end of this movie right so I got subtitles on I put two, put it on 2X and just watched them beat up Thyroid Larry or whatever that guy's name was um <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, at that speed, you're ca- it was kind of like, hmm, maybe this is what this movie should have looked like because <laughs> it kind of makes me think of like the like Michelle Yeoh Hong Kong f- fight movies back right. then, where it's like really fast paced and really incredible editing and everything. Um, but at one X, it's just like, man, Paul Walker cannot keep up with David Bell. Um <laughs> yeah.
0: which to be to his credit, David Bell is all of the parkour stuff he does and the fighting is really good. Um, yes, although there was a lot more of that in the original Industry P thirteen. Right. Um. So it, you know, like like a lot of American Remakes, it feels like it kind of tones down a lot of like, you know, stuff that was unique about the original film, like the reason that District B 13 became a hit, you know, all, the, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, so, David Bell does get some parkour in. It's pretty fun, but it's all like the same parkour that he got in in District B 13. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny, actually. That it's just based. While well, I was watching it, I was like, this feels like it
1: must be the same.
0: Um, yeah. So, I'm
1: glad to confirm that it is.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a really weird watching experience. And so, maybe I set this movie up to fail a little bit uh, because I watched the original a couple days earlier, but I'm glad I watched the original because I had a really good time with that one and then when I was watching this like about halfway through I didn't uh go 2x but I did I was kind of like you know I can be on my phone for a little bit and kind of like look up because everything is the same <laughs> yeah you've seen it already yeah. so I've seen I've seen this movie already it just wasn't in English you know right. well you have to watch exactly <laughs> um but yeah other otherwise I mean it's I I am kind of glad to have just kind of crossed this off the list because it was such a recurring joke for a long time with yeah. uh in our friend group you know I I posted that to uh, I watched this on Twitter and our buddy EJ he uh tweeted at me and was like I'm 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 still pretty sure his character's name is Brick Mansions right and like <laughs> I hadn't told him that we were doing this episode or anything but like you know that was like the big thing with all three of us was like yeah Paul Walker is Brick Mansions yeah. and honestly when you're watching the movie like every scene could be improved by calling Paul Walker's character Brick Mansions like if that Absolutely. was just his name <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and it made me think about the non um the non-Fast and the Furious movies that Paul Walker is in. because I haven't really seen a ton of them, I don't think. But I I I think that movie Running Scared,
0: is he in that? Yes. Is. Uh, is that I think that's supposed to be really good. Okay. Yeah, I've actually never seen Running Scared. Me uh, neither. So I think, so I think me actually is it a remake of an older movie? I think it might be. It might be. Uh, the Rock
1: also made like Walk Tall, which I think is a remake
0: of a Wa- Walking Tall is for sure a remake, yes. Yeah. Um yeah, the, the Wikipedia doesn't say anything about it, being a remake but uh but it has a 41 percent of rotten tomatoes so there is that but maybe there's a cult around it you know who knows uh um, yeah but uh yeah and i, th- I think paul walker was he's pretty good in the movie i think he was like you know outside of the fast and furious like a pretty good like kind of like matinee idol kind of star you know because yeah. he was in a lot of these a, a lot of these kinds of action movies uh you know he also had uh there was the was it snow dogs or it was the other the other yeah. one uh, he was in there was like two movies about snow dogs that one is cuba out. gooding jr Yes. I don't remember which one that is. Uh, he was an eight, below. So Paul eight Lock- below. Paul Walker was eight below, uh, which was also a movie about snow dogs. But I definitely saw that in theaters. Like, I, I definitely saw that movie. Was um, he in
1: Blue Crush? I feel like I remember Blue Crush.
0: Uh I believe he is. Although I'm not seeing it here. So maybe no, not. Maybe not. <laughs> uh but he, he was in She's All That. You know, he was in She's All That. He was in uh, Tammy and the T Rex. <laughs> Who can forget? A classic. Yeah. Uh Pleasantville. He's one of the kids the guys in really? Pleasantville, varsity blues. Like he, he had a solid run right there. All right. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. He, he, was so, kinda, he, still he was not. Kinda, yeah, he was kinda like, you know, the teenage jock kind of guy for a while. And then he kind of got you know Fast and Furious and kind of became more of an action star. Uh and yeah, I miss Paul Walker. I mean, I think uh you know, we've we've talked a lot about the Fast and Furious franchise on this podcast. Yeah. And uh you know, whenever a new Fast movie comes out, we try to assemble as much of the family as possible and uh get that together. Or we really started doing that with the last Fast and Furious movie. but been hoping <laughs> to keep that I'm hoping to keep that going. But uh yeah, I do think the franchise uh has sort of lost its way um without Paul Walker. I think, you know, that his character I think gave them like a, a sort of grounded center. Uh, yeah. And I think the thing about the thing that about, about my favorite ones which are five six and seven which i think are a great like just action trilogy on their own the thing that's like the through line throughout the three movies that uh, is paul walker's arc of like you know becoming a dad and learning to lead this life behind kind of thing right right yeah a- and then the ones after uh
1: paul walker it's just it's just vin diesel's like un- unchecked machismo you know like that's yeah. all
0: that's going on his, his ego has really i mean it was already you know taking over the franchise in in that time but uh yeah. you know it's at it's after Paul Walker dies that, uh, you know, then fate of the furious comes out, which is the first one without Paul Walker. And it's also the last one featuring the rock because, uh, Vin Diesel can't get along with the rock anymore. Right. And so right. you have that feud going on and Vin Diesel really starts to take the franchise over. And, uh, yeah, I just miss, uh, having that kind of like the dynamic between the two of them, I think is like, is so strong and completely ripped off from point break, but it is like a strong dynamic between the two of them.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Um, and i feel like like some in some kind of spiritual level there's a connection between brick mansions and batman 66 in the like <laughs> kind of like it doesn't have the rogues gallery right like batman does but it has this central gang of of villains that are have literally have a bomb pointed at downtown detroit that's true uh you know it's like we're one step below a batman villain plot uh yeah and and all that
0: and and it's about the mayor and the corruption although i guess in batman 66 he's not corrupt at all but no he's a he's a a very honorable mayor in batman 66 although there is a a fun bit of social commentary at the end where uh In 60, I mean, I just, you know, it's, it's so ridiculous, but when they rehydrate all of the, uh, I'm talking about Batman right now, Yeah. when they rehydrate all the members of the UN or whatever, and the, the but they accidentally swap their minds and like you said, they're all speaking different languages and yeah. Batman's like, who knows, Robin, maybe this change of perspective may be the greatest contribution to the history of mankind
1: <laughs> that,
0: <laughs> that we could ever have done. Yeah, true. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think
1: let's, let's get into
0: Batman 66. Let's do it. Let's talk about Batman the movie starting right now. Emergency. Batman speaking. Warning all of you to brace yourselves for big news. The biggest. Tell them, Robin. Holy suppositives, Batman. It's really exciting.
1: Soon, very soon, Batman and I will be batapulting right out of your TV sets and onto your theater
0: screens. That's right, Robin. Our first full-length motion picture feature in color opens a whole new world of thrills. The big screen gives us more space on land, sea, and in the air to challenge the most bataclysmic collection of super criminals that ever plotted to take over the world. Number one. The Riddler. Question. Who's going to make the feathers fly and knock Batman and Robin out of the sky?
1: Number two the joker
0: have you heard this one it'll kill you batman
1: <laughs> number 3 the penguin there are two eggs this wily bird is going to scramble batman and robin <laughs> number 4 the catwoman oh you're going to see the perfect crime when i get batman in my claws <laughs>
0: And that's just a sample of the exciting exploits ahead in our first feature motion picture.
1: Holy memoranda, folks. Make a note not to miss it. Good thinking,
0: Robin. All right. That was from the trailer for Batman the Movie, uh, a.k.a. Batman 1966, uh, directed by Leslie H. Martinson and starring Adam West, Burt Ward, Cesar Romero, Frank Gorshin, Burgess Meredith, and Lee Merriweather, among others. So, Mike, I mean, uh, I I assume you'll probably ask or, you know, why did why did I why did I want to make you watch this movie? Mike, why did you want to make me watch this movie? (laughs) Uh, yeah, no. So Batman, the movie from 1966 is a movie that I think everyone should see. (laughs) It's, uh, so this was actually my very first Batman movie. This is the very first one I ever saw. Interesting. Uh, And I have very, I have several like very fun specific memories of watching this movie, uh, the first for the first time ever watching it um, at home, my dad showed it to me, and it was on TCM. And you know, so I, I distinctly remember like watching it with like a Robert Osborne introduction talking about the making of the movie and how you know with Batman their approach was to make it a comedy and like all that kind of stuff. And so that was part of it. And then I also have another another very specific memory. A few years later. Where I was probably like ten or eleven, I was at a shopping mall. I was at the, the Poughkeepsie Galleria. I was out with my family. I hated shopping. I did not want yep. to be there at all because I was eleven years old. <laughs> you know, yep. we we already passed the GameStop. We're, we're like, you know, there's all that kind of stuff. We walk into Sears, and we're at Sears, and uh, you know, my mom is, you know, trying to get something, whatever. I forget what it is. And I don't want to be there. I think it's pretty clear my dad doesn't want to be there either. My brother doesn't want to be there. Like, no, like none, none of the guys want to be there. Yeah. Uh, and while we're in Sears, we see this, like, nine-inch black-and-white TV. Like, this very small, like, black-and-white TV. And it's playing Batman the movie. Incredible. And my memory is that... <laughs> we stood there and watched Batman the movie on this nine inch black and white TV <laughs> in my mind for like an hour. Like we yeah. were like just standing there watching it. I don't know for sure if we were actually standing there for an hour. I think it would be like absurd if my mom just like let us stand there for that long while she was up doing something. But in my like 10 year old head, I was like, this is like great. This is like, uh, And and I remember just standing there and really enjoying Batman. And it was like my saving grace at this time when I didn't want to be at the mall, like shopping, you know? <laughs> Fair, very fair, yes. Um, I'd never seen Batman the movie. <laughs> so. Well, that's why I'm making you watch it. <laughs> exactly,
1: yeah. No, but that's incredible that, that this is such a, like, you know, foundational text
0: in the Mike Smith oeuvre. Yeah, and, and it's one that, like, you know, I feel like, at a certain point when I was like maybe 15 or 16 when like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies are coming out uh, I shunned the Adam West Batman you know of I course. was uh, he's just like this, this this is true Batman this is like dark and gritty and you know Christian Bell's fantastic and all that, all that kind of stuff and then like a few years later I watched Batman the movie again and I was like no this still rules this is, this is <laughs> terrific this is so good uh, it is uh, I think still among my favorite uh, Batman movies uh, among my favorite superhero movies uh, and I think it's it is so totally different from anything we get Batman related you know in the past like 10 20 years uh that it it feels like a breath of fresh air whenever i watch it because i'm like ah this is great (laughs) this is so fun
1: yeah yeah and it definitely um you know as somebody that never seen this movie i had never watched the tv show like the original series or anything like that it just wasn't part of the like pop culture tapestry of my family so i just was never around we never watched it or talked about it or anything but of course you still pick up on all of the iconography and the stuff and the all, all those things so when I was watching this, I was like, "Wow, it really was like this." Like you know, they're like <laughs> like that and the like, kapow and like yeah, all the shit you hear people talk about and joke about and you see screenshots of on- online or whatever. And then I'm watching it and I'm like, "Wow, these Mad Men did it." Like they actually, <laughs> they actually made a. Batman
0: movie like this so I'm, I assume the show is also like this um, yeah. and, so that's and, pretty fun and I'll say that I've seen some episodes of the show here and there but I've never like just sat down and like watched a bunch of it like this yeah. movie is like my my Adam West Batman thing you know Fair. Yeah. And I also, of course, know like Adam West
1: from Family Guy and all that. Sure. Um, so like all the references to this, but never the actual Batman text. So that's very, it was very fun. And and it did take a little while to like get on the wavelength of this movie. Because, you know, it starts with the shark repellent stuff, uh, which is very, very funny, funny. And I had seen that clip before, uh, but I didn't know it was like the cold open of this movie. <laughs> So that was fun. And I was kind of like, oh, man, is that like going to be the funniest part of this movie? I don't know. So I wasn't super into it. And then it kind of gets into the back half where like Catwoman as Kitka, Miss Kitka or Comrade Kitka or whatever is like seducing Bruce Wayne. And it's this kind of like go around the whatever, it's like Superman changing in the booth, you know, like that kind of costume changes type right. stuff. And we're running in and out of rooms like it's an Evan and Costello movie. Um, <laughs> and I was kind of like, wait, this is actually really funny. I'm kind of really into this. And then the back half of the movie was just like a, a pretty, pretty big delight for me. So I ended up really liking it, but I was a little scared at first because I also don't, like I said, have any nostalgic connection to this. And um, I remember watching, uh, I think it was The Goonies with a friend of mine for the first time right for for them. And they were just kind of like, yeah, I guess. And it's like, oh, fuck, right. You're not nine. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> like this movie doesn't hit and then you don't think about it for the next 20 years. Uh, so that's why we love The Goonies. And I was afraid that this was going to be one of those kind of things where it's like, I never saw this as a kid. I never saw the show. I have no connection to it. It just was going to fall flat. Uh, and luckily it avoids that for the most part. Uh, I'm glad. Yeah. So I ended up having like uh, some good laughs. A lot of fun. And just like, you know, outright comedy, physical comedy bits and stuff. Particularly there was one moment that was made me laugh really hard where it's Batman, Robin, the mayor, and I guess Commissioner Gordon or whatever. And they're walking in the mayor's office and they're all just kind of like offset by half a second and they're just walking in straight lines and like <laughs> just barely hitting, not hitting each other while just having a full conversation. And you're like, this is pretty great. This is hilarious. Yes. Um, and there's one, there was one incredible helicopter shot that like really blew me away where... They need to get on the bat boat. So like that was another thing, like adding bat on everything,
0: which yes. is like, wow, they actually used to do this. They did that. Yeah, they did <laughs> that it. That was and real. Like they just like labeled everything, like everything that you see, like it's just labeled bat whatever. Yeah. And I know there's a Twitter account that's like signs from Batman and it's just I close up that. screenshots yeah. of all the signs in the background of Batman
1: shows. Or episodes, but so they go to the bat boat, right? And it's a helicopter shot of them running on the pier, and there's a pole, bat pole on the pier. Yeah, go down the, they get in the speedboat and they take off, and there's like a little bit of a pause, and then the helicopter just takes off after them, and it's just like <laughs> right alongside them. It's all one <laughs> long take, and they're just like, you know, and it's like this helicopter, the camera chasing the speedboat. Yeah, and I was like, this is cool as hell. This this used to be a TV show in black and white sometimes because people <laughs> didn't have color TVs yet, so that was very fun. And I liked the, you put the poster. I didn't even think of that. The poster. You're, you tweeted it in your like, movie thread, and it was like, now in color. And I was yes. like, holy shit, that's
0: right. <laughs> like, some people would have never seen this in color. Exactly, yeah. And I know this movie came out while the show was still on the air. So I, I think it was like a like the show ran for three seasons. Uh, wow. And despite only being three seasons, it's 120 episodes. What the uh, fuck? They just cranked them out. I mean, that's how TV works in the 60s. You know, They just like, yeah. cranked out episode after episode. And I believe this came out in between seasons one and two. Uh, okay. And the, the idea behind, like, the making of the movie was, like, you know, the movies, like, the show is pretty good in America, but it's not selling overseas. We got to make a movie, like, cash in on it and, like, you know, overseas do the thing. And I don't think they actually ended up actually releasing it overseas. Uh, <laughs> Whoops. Because the show was, like, big enough in America where it didn't matter, like, as much. Yeah. But, uh But they made the movie anyway. They put it out in theaters. And, uh, yeah, it's it, – it, I don't think the movie actually, like, did that well in theaters. I think because the show – like, people were like, well, I can just watch this on TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? But it became like a cult object afterwards. But the the Batcopter, I know, like was not on the show at first. And because they had the movie budget, they were like, "Oh, we can finally do a Batcopter." And then we they got to keep it; just had to have during the TV show.
1: <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's one of my favorite visual gags uh, with the Batcopter, where uh, they get shot down by the missile and they land on the foam rubber convention. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely incredible. So good. Yeah, and doing the like, you know, holy nightmares, Batman. Like that whole, like, yeah, it's it's. I, I was genuinely shocked at how they just did all that and it was real because all I've known is the the dark, p- gothic Batman from the 90s and, and the Nolan stuff. Right. Um, so that's very fun. I'm all, I was also interested in if you know what the comics were like at that time. I know you're doing the big Marvel read-through. Have you done
0: any DC stuff from that era? No, I mean, so that that would require a subscription to a different uh, service. Um, Fair. Yeah, uh, But, uh, so I haven't really read like a ton of Batman stuff from that era, but I believe the comics were more in line with this show. Like the show was like a relatively like it's it's obviously like it's you know it's the show is very much like self-parodic like it's it's making fun of itself and it's like it, it is very much like this is a comedy first and foremost but the comics were also like very goofy and very colorful and all that kind of stuff and i think the really darker stuff didn't really happen until like the 70s and 80s and i think a lot of that was a reaction to how people reacted to this show it was like you know how like people saw batman as like exclusively a very goofy thing and they had to like work for a really long time to get it to where it's like oh no it's not it's very thing, yeah. uh, and now we have to like kind of get pe- get uh, go the other way. I think. I think we have to like get get yeah. it to be a little goofier again.
1: <laughs> yeah, we overcorrected too far uh, in the serious direction. Now we got right. to go back. And yeah, I mean the plot of this movie is is insane. Uh, is insane. <laughs> I, and I and you know it's the Joker, the Riddler, Catwoman, and the Penguin, who I love. Uh, who's the Penguin? Oh uh, Burgess Meredith, Mickey, Burgess, from, Mickey
0: from the Rocky movies. Incredible. Just yes. always
1: going. Yeah, <laughs> and waddling around he's waddling around and
0: quacking and yeah doing the whole thing it's fantastic <laughs> ink wild uh, Colin Farrell
1: could never um <laughs> And then, right, so it's the four of them, and they're trying to kill Batman. They have Catwoman pretend to be a Russian journalist who seduces Bruce Wayne so they can kidnap him in the plot to lure Batman to save Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Where they will launch him off a catapult into the exploding octopus. And uh, obviously that doesn't work. So then they kidnap (laughs) the uh, UN Security Council or whatever they call it in this movie and dehydrate them. They suck all the water out of them so they turn into little piles of dust. And then some funny British man accidentally (laughs) mixes all the piles up.
0: He, like, like after everything happens, Happens like they defeat movie's the villains over. and stuff. The movie's over and it's like, ah. Oh. These vials contain like the nine great world leaders, right? And then the British man comes in and like, you know, knocks him over. They fall down and then he sneezes and he yeah. just goes everywhere. <laughs> you know what? It
1: actually made me think of producer Colin. I wonder, <laughs> not that, not because I'm sick, but because his name is like Commodore Schmidlap. Yes. And Colin's Twitter handle is Schmidlap. What? I wonder if there's any connection and I don't remember exactly where it came from. He's told me I don't remember. Um, so producer Colin, texts me, let me know if that's where that came from or, or whatever. Because he's
0: a secret Batman sixty 66- six
1: fan (laughs) correct or his uncle or whoever gave him that nickname is um so that was pretty fun but then uh yeah then they rehydrate uh batman and robin rehydrate the greatest minds on earth and they put
0: them back in the wrong bodies yep and then we star wipe roll credits (laughs) (laughs) movie ends uh and adam west is like we will leave inconspicuously through the window (laughs) yeah And it's just them in real time climbing down the rope as the credits yeah. roll, which yeah. is hilarious. But I but I remember watching this uh, when I was a kid, and uh, there's a scene where you see them like like midway through the movie you see them climbing a climbing a wall. But yeah. it's very it's very clear that like the cam- they just turn the camera sideways, and it's just yeah. them like kind of on the floor, like going like like just like pulling a rope. But like watching this as like a six year old, I didn't know that, and my dad like explained that to me, and I was like, whoa, movies, man. Like, magic and then there's a really funny
1: button on that scene where they're talking about like oh man it's the docks everyone here is drunks they have no idea what's going on and they walk past the window and then somebody pokes their head out the window and was like wow honey you were right someone is climbing up the wall (laughs) (laughs) it's incredible um and like you know he comes in from the side as if it is correct so i guess he's laying down or whatever but uh right very funny yeah it's like wow you are right, honey. Um, and there's a lot of stuff like that. There's just, like, goofs throughout this movie, which I didn't expect or know about. Like, there's the scene where um, Bruce Wayne and Kit go on their date, and uh, Alfred and Robin are, like, tailing them in the Bat-car. Yeah. And it's Robin, and he's, like, on the radio with the police chief telling them the plan. And then it cuts to Alfred, and he's got a top hat and glasses, but also the Bat-mask thing on. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: just, like, incredible. Um, yeah, yeah it's it's so good i love how uh, also like very in sync batman and robin are um yeah like they, they always know the other one is thinking at any time and so in that scene when he's telling the commissioner like you know put the bat signal in the sky because that'll make the uh, the people think that we're going to the headquarters and then they'll come out and do their thing and then they do that and batman who has not communicated with robin at all sees it and is like ah oh, very clever robin like yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah it's so funny and they're you know they're always like but batman does that
0: mean and he's like yes robin it means and like just
1: they've they've stolen the nuclear codes or whatever. Like,
0: yeah. I don't know, whatever. Uh, it's, al- it's also always, I mean, one of my favorite like, running bits in the movie is whenever the Riddler does like a riddle uh, yeah. <laughs> and the answer is always like the most insane thing that no one would ever think of but Batman's like, yes, precisely Robin. Like, <laughs> It's like what it's like it's like, do you know what this means? And it's like, hmm, a Russian person's gonna slip on a banana peel and break their neck. It's like, yes, that's that can mean no it can mean no other thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Um yeah, so I had an absolute delight watching uh Batman sixty-six, which is v- very surprising and fun. Um and it's kind of all of it is good, you know, for the most part. I think it's maybe a little long. Uh, it's I think it's around two hours. I think it's like uh, an hour forty-five. Is it okay?
0: Yeah, and I um, and I also I like I, you mentioned I rewatched this uh, last night uh, in nice. preparation for this. Like I, it was one of those things where I saw, you posted like a, a screen cap on Twitter and I was <laughs> like, you know what, I got a free night. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: I love that. Uh, it's it's a scene where they're, they they confront the penguin submarine, which is a submarine painted like a penguin.
0: Yeah, which is incredible with,
1: with little like flippers at the end of it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh. <laughs> yeah, And And um, right, it turns into this big brawl, and that's when their like theme kicks in, and the, they're like kapow and curse blush yeah. and all that shit. Uh, which is very good, and I kind of love this era of fighting because it's just v- like you can see the gaps between all the hits. Oh yeah, and <laughs> it's so funny, uh, but like uh, like earnest and and like believable in some way. Um, yeah, and then yeah, uh, Catwoman has a has a cat with her, and she like throws it at Batman, and he's like doing this fist fight carrying a cat, and then yeah, he <laughs> walks over to a lifeboat and he throws the cat into the lifeboat, and he like. Almost turns to the camera and is like "bon voyage, pussy," and then like shrugs out of the out of the frame. And I was like, this is a movie. This is what they took for us. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, and there's so many bits like that. I mean, the uh, the scene that uh, always comes to mind for me when I think of this movie is the scene where he's trying to get rid of the bomb. Yes, um, yeah. Because, you know, he just like, like, it's when they're on the docks and like everybody there has a drinking problem. Right. Uh, and so he like takes the bomb. It's like this big like circular cartoon bomb with a fuse, Like a Zelda right? bomb. Yeah, exactly. And he's like lifted up over his head and he's running around trying to find a safe place to put this bomb that's about to explode. And he turns a corner and there's two nuns walking towards him, yeah, and he turns another corner, and there's a woman with a baby, and he goes yep. to the ocean, and there's like some ducks that. <laughs> that there's a parade at one point. <laughs> yeah. It's just so good. It's yeah. so great.
1: <laughs> and then I like that line at the end of that, where it's like, "Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then Robin is like, uh, like after that scene, he's like, "Batman, you almost risked your life to save those scofflaws in the bar," <laughs> and it's yeah. and like, "They may be drinkers, Robin, but they are human beings." <laughs> and some. D- some day they may be able to reform <laughs> And he's so serious about it. I don't, I can't yes. believe Adam West's performance in this is so is that, good. That's the thing. I think what makes this movie so good, and like really the, the whole Batman TV show and everything, is that everything in it is so absurd. And uh, so many of the actors, like the villains, are chewing the scenery to such an insane degree. I think Frank Gorsham's The Riddler is amazing in this movie. Yeah. But Adam West is like steel-faced the entire time. He never cracks a smile. <laughs> and he's he plays it so seriously. And that contrast, I think, makes everything like just click into place and work for me
1: yeah especially the scene when um (laughs) he's kidnapped uh and like Kitka is in the other room air quotes because it's Catwoman right and he's like let me see her and I forget exactly what he says but like he's basically says like I'll rip your limbs off and tear your guts out like something to that effect he's like if you don't let me see Kitka right now I'll go like you know do all that shit and I was like sir (laughs) 10 minutes ago you were running around with a bomb over (laughs) your head it's such a funny like turn and juxt- like you said juxtaposition between how
0: ludicrous everything else is, and then when it's super serious, like, right? Exactly, so funny, and then, and then that like helps sell jokes. Like earlier in the movie, when they're like realizing that they have four supervillains to contend with, yeah. Uh, and you know, it's it's one of those things. Was like, hmm, Mayor, how many wanted criminals are out at large right now? And they <laughs> go to the big TV, and you see like, ah, oh, the Penguin, the Catwoman. They figure it out, and it's like, huh. Oh. and the attack did place. It did take place at C C C for Catwoman. She must be involved. Yeah. <laughs> And this is all adding up to a mysterious riddle. <gasps> the Riddler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think
1: that might be the scene where they're all walking back and forth in front of each other. Like that might criss-crossing. be. Yeah. Um, yeah, very fun. Very silly. And I get it now. I get a, I get a lot of the, you know, the love, the cults. If I had been a kid when I saw this, I would, I think, be really in love with it. But for now, it was, like, a fun... I could see, like, you know, watching this in a theater
0: or, like, with some friends having a beer yeah. and just, like,
1: having a real good time with it.
0: Uh, yeah, and I and I feel like this just is, like, a perfect Batman movie to introduce, like, the character to kids. Yeah. Um, you, know, like, you know, with the... You know, the Nolan movies or the modern movies like you know they, they flirt with R ratings and they like do all this stuff and it's like it's you know Batman is fundamentally a comic book character that was originally meant for kids right. uh, so it's just one of those things where like your entry points for them are basically like this movie maybe the Schumacher ones <laughs> And, yeah. and then, like, the Lego Batman movie. And that's kind of, like, what, what you have.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is pretty close to the Lego Batman. Or rather, the Lego Batman movie is pretty close to this energy. Right. Which is very fun. And, yeah, I think, actually, before we went to see, before we saw Jaws at the Alma Draft House, right before you left to go to Montana, yeah, I think the pre-show, like, don't text and talk thing was the shark repellent scene from this. You might so, be right. So, while I was watching this, I just remembered that, like, that music that plays at the in the background of that scene, and they're like, don't talk. Or it's like, get the shark repellent, Batman. You know, that whole thing.
0: Very fun. Good yes. times. I like in that scene where he has several different repellents that, to choose from. Like, yeah. <laughs> There's the shark repellent, but there's also like the octopus repellent, and the other like, stuff is yeah. just right side by side. And I love that once he sprays the shark repellent and the shark falls down, turns out it's stuffed with dynamite anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it just explodes on impact, and yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's the goofiest-looking shark you've ever seen. It's, yeah. it's great. Good times. Batman 66. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it, Mike, uh, and I'm glad that uh, my childhood memories were not in vain because uh, I, I rewatched it. For that, and watching it now is probably the first time I've watched it in a really long time. Like, at yeah. least – I think there was, like, one – I I did put it on at like one gathering uh, Mm. and the people that I was with just were like not into it Uh, but I think they weren't like trying to watch a movie or whatever like they were just kind of like you know partying having fun or whatever and I was like I'm just gonna put this on in the background and like because they had asked me to put a movie on I was like here we go Batman it's on Netflix and then just didn't uh, didn't take (laughs) Those sonja bitches. It was it was a bummer, but uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed it, Mike. And uh, yes, I hope thank I, thank I you hope, for making me watch it. I hope it becomes a favorite of yours I- in the future to come. I hope so too. But all right, there it is. It's Batman the movie from 1966 and Brick Mansions, of course. What a combo! <laughs> yes, another classic, Mike and Mike double feature here. <laughs> uh, and I believe that's going to be it for this week, Mike. Yes, we did it. We made it to the end. We did it, and uh, Mike will now rest because he is sick and uh, needs <laughs> needs to go rest. I'm going to go to sleep so fast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, all right, Mike D, where can we find you online this week?
1: You can find me at MD Film Blog on Twitter and Letterboxd. And if you, uh, like to donate to support the show like Mike said up at the top, you can see that at our Kofi page, which is Kofi.com slash Mike and Mike Pods. Uh, and if you want merch, we got merch. Uh, you go to our Redbubble. Get Mike and Mike dot Redbubble. No,
0: what is it? Mike and Mike Pods dot dot com. There it is. Get, get, get your shower curtains. Yes, absolutely. And sorry, I was just thinking about another one of my favorite jokes in Batman the movie. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, which is when, uh, it, it, one of my favorite like recurring bits is like anytime it seems like Batman dies uh, some some kind of like miraculous thing happens to show that like oh he didn't actually die and there's a moment where they fire a missile at him uh, yeah. and it's like him and Robin in a boat uh, and there's like oh this last one's coming we don't know like I don't know how we're gonna get out of this one and then it cuts away and then it cuts back uh, and it turns out they're still alive and, the Bat- and Robin's just like ah oh, it was it was so good of that porpoise to sacrifice his life for us <Yeah>. <laughs> he just had no idea what to do, and they were like, Ah, eh, skip yeah. it. And Adam West is like, yes, Robin, that noble animal may have sacrificed himself for the greater God. <laughs> <laughs> you know just <laughs> yeah incredible uh you can find me online at Smith film blog on twitter mike smith film on letterboxd and radio mike sandwich on instagram thanks so much for listening to mike and my go to the movies i'm mike smith that's my decree show don't forget to rate and interview the show on apple Podcasts or any other podcast app and if you want to contact us you can tweet at us at mike and mike pod you can find the rest of our podcast on rapture press alongside many other podcasts about all kinds of comic books and movie news and all that good stuff Uh, Next week, we're talking John Wick, Chapter 4. Let's um, go, baby. Which will be out in theaters uh, this Friday. And uh, man, I cannot wait. I heard so many good things about this movie. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm uh, not too sick to go. I'm real scared for this weekend. Because I was looking at the app
1: like, should I buy my tickets now? Right. (laughs) The way I'm feeling today, I do not want to be in a movie theater. That's Uh,
0: fair. But uh, yeah, hopefully, it's like a 24-hour thing. And you'll be back. Uh, yeah. You know, like you're John thinking Wick. you're back. Yeah, you're thinking you're back. Uh, yeah, I've been rewatching all the John Wick movies uh, in preparation nice. for John Wick 4, so we'll talk about those too. But yeah, just watched Chapter 3 the other night, and uh, yeah, bring on Chapter 4, man. Uh, I can't wait. It's it's going to be, it's almost three hours, uh, yeah. which feels like a little daunting uh, for a John Wick movie, but also everything I've heard says it's like the best action movie since Mad Max Fury Road. You're like, that's, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm expecting nothing less. If it's less than that, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> if, if it's less than that,
1: we riot. Um, exactly.
0: Yeah, RIP Lance Reddick
1: also, devastating.
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Like the the week before John Wick 4 came out. Yeah, um, yeah uh, very, very much a bummer. Um, you know, Lance Reddick, of course, in the John Wick movies. He plays Sharon, uh, also in The Wire and so many things. But I've been seeing a lot of uh, videos of like people like Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne on, on red carpets, like rem- remembering Lance Reddick and all that kind of stuff. There's been a lot of cool stories about him.
1: Yeah, there is a really, uh, he's played the main character in Destiny also. Uh, right. And
0: there has been a lot of,
1: uh, like his character <laughs> is like out on the tower, quote unquote, and you can like go up and walk up to him. And, and people have been like holding vigils and stuff and just like emoting and like doing all the stuff to his character and it's been like really
0: sweet and emotional so
1: yeah uh say at times you know
0: nice yeah he's also in uh Horizon uh yes, Horizon, Horizon right. Zero Dawn and I and I think the new one as well I haven't played that one yet but I remember playing Horizon Zero Dawn and uh not knowing that he was in the game and uh it's it's such a weird thing to me like I, it's, you know not a ton of like you know name celebrities kind of appear in video games and even when they do it's usually not their likeness uh yeah. but when when I was playing Horizon Zero Dawn and his character showed up I was like Is that Lance Redick like that's <laughs> Oh, oh he what? looks like Lance Reddick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was very excited to see him it was great so That's uh, yeah. awesome. R.I.P. Lance Reddick he was the best so yeah next week John Wick Chapter 4 in the meantime uh, The Complete Works just released a bonus episode about Michelle Yeoh's Oscar win uh, next week we're talking Far North yeah check those out That was fun yeah yeah definitely I'm sick <laughs> you are <laughs> sick so shorter episodes and also the reason we did the bonus episodes because Mike D. forgot to watch Far North just gotta throw okay, that out there one right, more time okay. and that is the end of this week's episode of Mike and Mike Go to the Movies we'll see you on the other side